If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. Believe it or not, that was from the Bible. In fact, it's one of my favorite verses. Sometimes you get asked, you know, what's your favorite verse of the Bible? Well, that one's mine. And it comes to us from Galatians 6.3, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I love that verse because it's this instant perspective. It's this spiritual gut check. And I truly believe that sometimes humility is severely lacking from our daily walk with Christ. We can so easily lose sight of what the main goal is, what our mission is, what our purpose is. And it's things like that that just kind of bring us back into focus. You know, there'll be some times where I'm, I'm in this mode of I'm trying to lose some more weight. I think many of us can relate to that. But trying to lose weight, and then there'll be some days where I, I won't feel great about myself. And then there'll be other days where like, you know what, I'm doing pretty good. I've lost some pounds. I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I'm looking pretty good. And in that moment where I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, my daughter, in just all of her blessedness, will come up to me. And inexplicably, I still don't know why, she will take the bottom of my gut, and then she will just gently push it up, smile at me, laugh, and walk away unprompted, just pure, you know, beautiful childhood innocence. And immediately, I'm brought back to reality. Oh yeah, I I got a few more to go. (laughs) All that high and mighty thinking, it's gone in an instant. So with spiritual gut checks in mind and literal gut checks in mind, we're going to be looking at Galatians 6, which is Paul's letter to the churches of Galatia, think in the area of modern day Turkey. The central theme that kind of surrounds this whole book of the Bible is justification by faith. In our first episode, we talked about how faith without action is useless and dead. Verse 2 in Galatians 6 kind of, you know, embodies that. It says, share each other's burdens, and in this way, we obey the law of Christ. You see, Paul was trying to combat the idea of elitism in the church, the idea of status, It was a completely different culture within the church, and in other ways, you know, we see some similarities to today. But sometimes we may think, you know, Ten Commandments, that can be kind of tough. Well, in this era where we were seeing the merging of Jewish culture into Christianity, there were 613 Jewish laws. And people in that day and age would try to follow them to the absolute T so they could show, oh, I'm the most religious, I'm the most respected, I'm the best one here. And in in one passage of the Bible, we see religious leaders even had an argument over which one was the most important, how many they should be following. And they took this to Jesus. And what Jesus did and what I love is he condensed all these ideas into two. And these two are the simplest thing to hear and sometimes the hardest thing to follow. Jesus condensed it into two main thoughts. Love God, love others. Love God with everything. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so immediately they wanted to know, how do I quantify that? How do I use that to elevate myself? Who are these others you're talking about? As we start to get to that idea in Luke 10, I want to take a quick point and just pull away for a moment and say this. Real ministry, real miracles happen in the so-called inconveniences. The stops along our path when we're usually in a rush to do something. We're usually in a rush to make a point or get to a place. Think of it, so many of the incredible miracles we see performed in the Bible happened when Jesus or one of his followers stopped along their path, broke away from what they were doing to help someone. 
I think that sometimes we can get so focused on what we're trying to do that we neglect what's right in front of us that God's positioned us to make a terrific impact. We see this idea in the parable of the Good Samaritan. You'll find it in Luke 10. And a quick summation of what's happened is a man's been horribly injured and left to die by this group of robbers and is in desperate need of someone to help or he's going to die. And first we see a priest come across the scene and he just passes by. Then we see a a man known as a Levite of great social and religious standing. He also just walks on his way. And finally, a Samaritan is the one that actually stops to help. And a quick note here, because this can get lost in translation, we hear the phrase good Samaritan, it kind of brings this thought into our mind. But in that day and age, when Jesus is telling this parable, this story, Samaritans were despised in Jewish circles. They were typically half Jewish, half Gentile. The Jewish people of that time considered Samaritans to be half-breeds who defiled their true religion. So when Jesus told a story where this marginalized group with no status fulfilled the law of God and was the one to be recognized, it was shocking. You see, our validation, our worth doesn't come from who we are. It comes from who Christ is in us. And what Jesus was proposing and what Paul is proposing, it completely topples this idea of how do I get to be the person at the top of the pyramid? How do I get to be the most important? How do I get more people to know my name? Instead of saying, how do I get more people to know the name of Jesus? They were more concerned about themselves. You know, the headline in Galatians 6 is you harvest what you plant. Or in other words, you eat what you grow. Paul says in verse 4, Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are responsible of our own conduct. Then in verse 7 he says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So the question today is, what are you planting? Because whatever you put in the ground, that's what's going to grow. And the sad reality for many of us is that we're so consumed with ourselves, we're not looking out at anyone else, and we're certainly not looking up to God. But if we could just pull that focus away from ourselves, point it at God, and point it at other peoples, we would experience true harvest, true relationship, true life. That's where it's meant to be found. And the other truth is, some of you don't like what's in your garden. You don't like what's growing in your front yard. And today is the day that we need to pull up those weeds and actually plant something good. You know, stop being frustrated. Stop being surprised at what you're seeing in your life. You're going to eat what you plant. Don't neglect what God is calling you to do on a daily basis. To look up from the path that you're on, to see other people in need, to do what God's calling you to do. To get away from this idea of of self-importance, but rather focus on what's truly important, loving God and loving other people. And to humbly approach God today and say, I'm sorry for only looking at myself. I'm sorry for only trying to elevate my name. I'm sorry for not helping others. Today, I want to change. Today, I want to look to you first and then love other people as you love me. God has such great things for you. The question is, will you look to him first? Will you humble yourself? Will you glory and elevate Christ's name first? When you do that, Then see what grows in your life. Then see what you put on your table and what you share with your neighbor. 
Paul concludes this idea by saying in verse 9, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. And it's conditional because he says, if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. If you think you are too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. Today's the day. This time is the time. God is calling you to himself. He's drawing you closer. Humble yourself today and say, God, it's not about me anymore. It's all about you. And whoever you put in my path, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to break away from what's happening. And I'm going to serve other people to the glory of God and show them the love of your son, Jesus Christ. Today, we're given a tremendous opportunity, a tremendous gift of love, of redemption, of salvation, all by calling on Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Will we begin? Will we continue? God is calling out to you. He hears you. He sees you. He desires a closer relationship with you. My prayer for you today is that you would truly connect with God in prayer, in his word, and in community at a local church. Thank you so much for joining us at Honestly Radio. We're praying for you today. We're believing God's very best for you today. If you could do us a favor and maybe share this with a friend, we would really appreciate it. We want more and more people to connect with God and be encouraged in their daily walk of faith. Live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.